There's a reason why I have a piece of paper instead of my Bible. It's from the New International Version, and uh, we're reading Daniel chapter 6, and I'm fudging. I'm going to go back a couple of verses to verse 10. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days anyone who prays to any god or human being except you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? King answered, The decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree that you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and to make every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you served continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and were thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we serve a God like this, like you. A God who can spare the life of a man in spite of all the forces of nature, in spite of all the intrigue of the entire political community. And we just ask that you would give us the same courage to be faithful 
to abide in you and to look to you for the protection that you give. Be with Noel as he speaks to us, we pray. Use his message to to encourage our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I only have a word of, of explanation. In my first trip to India years ago, I landed in Bombay, and uh, the letter which gave the information of my flight and all of that arrived about two or three weeks later. And uh, one of the first people that I met was Noel. And I will never forget the relief of a then young man who took charge, uh, got me railway tickets and whatever, and then when we went up to the mountains of Maharashtra in Chikaldara, way up at a lion, a, a tiger preserve, uh, Noel was there, and he and his family lived in a hut, and were translating uh, the uh, scriptures uh, so the Korku people could have the word of God. I think that went on for like 13 years, 16th, pardon me. <laughs> and and the interesting thing is, when I saw him. Uh, later on, and he was the general secretary of, of the Indian Evangelical Mission, he just couldn't wait to get back to that kind of a, a ministry and lifestyle. They've continued to serve the Lord, and he is a great friend, and we look forward to hearing from him today. Praise God for this opportunity. This is my third visit here, and it has always been a pleasure for me, the community Bible Chapel has been very loving and uh, your leadership has been very encouraging to us as a family and uh, I always when I make a trip to US I make this a first visit to Dallas especially to meet Bob and Jeanette they have been great support for us their prayers have been with us and uh, God has led us in a mighty way in this past nearly 35 years of serving God in various capacities. A little bit about uh, me and my wife. Right now I am involved with uh, Sunday School material production uh, for Indian churches. Uh, one million children are using this. Uh, it is the best ones now available. Actually just developed by us as a family and a few others of our friends. And uh, it's a 15-year uh, curriculum from age 4 to 17 years. And uh, many churches in India are using this material. Many translations have been done on this. A little bit about my wife. Uh, that is Yashoda with the three grandchildren. We have two more grandchildren. I couldn't put the photos. They are very small. <laughs> uh, she is involved in translating a New Testament in Tulu language as spoken in Karnataka, the state where we come from. And uh, there are 1.7 million people who are speaking this language. And uh, a quite uh, unreached group of people. Uh, that, that area where uh, we are trying to reach out now is uh, full of temples. Uh, Mangalore, Urpi, some of the Indians would know this, just bordering Kerala. And uh, a very challenging place, very uh, harsh or kind of very difficult for Christians to propagate the gospel in that region. Very, very tough. 
and we want to produce the scriptures in the audio printed form stories so you can continue to pray for this uh, this is where that uh, the language group is the western part the coastal part or the southern uh, part of the karnataka state we are living in difficult situations i do not know about united states but in india the persecution level has risen over the years even uh, public speaking about jesus christ is not allowed jesus film is cannot be shown the corruption is so much that uh, it's it's almost a stranglehold in the country how do you live as a good christian as a true christian in such a situation i think the situation is also uh, difficult in in america usa things are becoming difficult uh, and we do not know even uh, i was talking to bob and bob was telling me we may be facing persecutions after few years we do not know what will happen as people are against christ they are against the good things the holy things people are against these things those who do not know jesus christ the darkness and that's what we were talking about it's impossible as as somebody was sharing you cannot uh, put off the light through darkness but it is the darkness is trying its best to put off the light what shall we do shall we become dark that is the tendency to become more uh, like the people of the world okay let us not speak about christ let us not uh, show anything that we are christians you know that is the tendency in uh, some of the churches in india they are saying why do you want to preach the gospel just keep quiet we don't want persecution around us so this is a challenge to us as we see the life of uh, daniel living for god in a challenging world daniel faces his enemies the only one there uh, we do not know about shadrach meshach abednego where were they maybe they were in some other parts of the kingdom but there is only one man standing for god and he is faithful he knows the consequences he knows what will happen to him if he doesn't accept the things that are there around him but then he is the only one who is not corrupt who is not negligent who is trustworthy title was exceptional qualities if you see here in daniel 6 and verse 4 now daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom a slave who was brought from israel exile he was in exile a young man maybe from the noble birth and here he rose up to a level where he is next to the king and the other 120 satraps or the uh, administrators and the presidents and the ruler the bureaucracy they couldn't couldn't handle this how can they take a israelite coming all the way as an exile as a slave and here he is rising up into a prominency they they couldn't understand but what is the secret behind it 
what is what is the secret behind these ex- exceptional qualities of daniel if you see uh, right from the beginning uh, first chapter that daniel wanted to please god he wanted to be undefiled he and his friends chadrak meshak abednego they did not want to be spoiled by whatever the king was offering from his table they were given the good the best royal food the drink the meat but they said this is not what our scripture says we will follow the scripture doesn't matter if they want to kill us we are ready to die they said try it out 10 days and they ate only vegetables and water drank water and what happened the examination came they were tested they were 10 times better than their competitors when we follow after this god when we are faithful when we serve him with the whole heart we can rise up to any level of prominence because it's a wisdom the intelligence with godliness is fantastic nothing can be compared to that godliness the serving god and to please god to follow after him according to the scriptures plus the intelligence cannot be compared with anything else nobody can beat us in that the worldly way of living cannot even touch that part of our life remember this in your workplaces in your studies as students as teachers or teaching something remember that godliness with the whatever you are acquiring education and uh, whatever skills you have you put godliness into it and you become greatest the greatest person there and there was intercessory spirit when there was a problem they went to the lord that's all even when the king could not uh, remember his dream they went to the went to the lord and god gave them the wisdom and that was referred to this morning the darkness was revealed the mysteries were revealed to daniel and his friends then uh, we know that he in if you refer to 92 he knew the scriptures jeremiah and all that thing he, uh, that was prophesied daniel knew the scriptures and his pray, if you see its pray analyze his prayers it was according to the scriptures he prayed according to the bible what is prayed was actually bible verses you know referring to god a fantastic compact uh, attributes that he had which which were his exceptional qualities which he would have become the president under the king a top guy and a slave rising up to the level of the president unimaginable okay let's let's go to the next one uh, what are your exceptional qualities let us not be worldly let us not look at the world and behave like that let us look at god and his word and his people is his great prophets great men of god and women in the bible and let us take them as our models we can achieve anything for god today and there was this excellent character that he had if you see here in daniel 6 it's mentioned that 
when the administrator and the satraps came to know that he, he was going to be the top guy, they said, let's find fault. And what, what could they find in his life? Nothing. Because he was perfect. He was, there was no corruption, no bribe taking, no underhand, no deceiving, no cheating, no lying. He was perfect. There was no corruption. He was trustworthy. He did his job perfectly. He was given a job. He did his job. And, and then he was not negligent. His enemies could not find anything wrong with him. In his job, in his administration, whatever he did, they couldn't find fault. So, what should we do? How to get him arrested, how to get him killed? There's only one way about his religion, about his faith, about his love for his God. That is his prayer life. So what should we do? We come out with a plan. How is our character? As we look at this Daniel story, let us check our lives. Do we have the same character as Daniel has? Some people may not like it. If you are perfect in the sight of God, if you are holy, if you are good at job, there are people who don't like it. But that doesn't, uh, we should not be afraid of that. We should go forward in that and be the best person in whatever situation God gives us. How is our character? Is it like Daniel to be perfect in the sight of God? There was extreme jealousy. So the Daniel's enemies forced the king, Darius, to sign this decree that 30 days nobody should worship any god or man except you, king, Darius. And this was not in consultation with Daniel. I, I think they, they tried to avoid Daniel in this picture. And even uh, the king was not little, uh, was not quite wise at that time, and he accepted it. Probably his ego was touched. Oh yes, people are going to pray to me. Oh, it's okay. So he signed a decree without knowing that is actually it is against him, because he has decided to make Daniel the top person. Actually, they are now coming against him, the king. Because you see his agony, if you, when we have read the scripture, when Daniel was thrown into the den of lions, you see his agony, agony. How he was disturbed, he couldn't sleep whole night. He loved Daniel so much. So in a way, they are actually going against the king. And king is signing a decree which will hurt himself. He should have been careful actually. But then, sometimes this pride takes over and then, uh, the king had to sign that. This is the only way they could accuse him of any wrong. Remember, this is how the world is going. Even in India, if you see, they don't like missionaries to bring poor people up in their life, education-wise or medically. Lepers, touching the lepers, healing the lepers. The the higher caste, the people on the top, they don't like these things. Why is that? Because they have a stake in this. 
They have a stake in keeping poor, uh, poorer. They want slaves there for their country. They, they don't want to give up that hold on this poor people. So they are against Christians and missionaries who are serving the Lord and trying to spread the gospel in the country. Do you know that the righteous person will be persecuted? If we are true Christians, we will not escape hatred from the enemies of Christ. Have you sensed this? You are a good Christian in your office, in your college, in whatever profession you are doing. Are people against you? Do you feel that hatred for Christ? And this is what we, we will be coming across over the years as, as we go forward. The world goes moves forward. There will be more and more hatred for the Christian religion, for Christians and missionaries and evangelists, Christian believers. And we, we must be ready for to face the persecution. But Daniel was bold. As soon as he heard that this decree was published, he went to his room, he opened the windows and started praying. He said, yes, they are going to kill me, but I am ready. I have been doing this all these years. We do not know. He could have been quite old at that time. Maybe 40 years, 50 years, I have been praying three times a day. How can they stop me? This is my bread and butter. This is my blessing. I have been praying for your own country, king. I have been praying for Babylon. I have been praying for Persian, the Medes and the Persians. I have been praying for my own land, Israelites, Israel, that people will be going back after 70 years, according to the prophecy of Jeremiah, my people will be taking, taken back and I am praying for that. And that was revealed to Daniel actually. If you see the book of Daniel, read book of Daniel, you will see that God reveals. Don't worry Daniel. After 70 years, your people will be taken back to their own land. That was his heart. What was he praying for? He was not praying for his own life, saying that I want to be the president. I don't think he ever imagined. He prayed for his people. He was concerned for his people. He had a heart for his people. He had a burden. That was the burden given by God himself to a prophet like this. And this same same thing now, this his enemies are trying to snatch away from this prophet, prophet who was praying for his land, for his people. He continued to pray, and the people came to him. They saw him, and they said, "Yes, we have caught him. He has broken the law, which was signed by the king." He was willing to be cast into the den of lions rather than displease his God. How can I stop praying? I'd rather die than not pray. That was a challenge that Daniel had. How is it in our lives? If something happens tomorrow, we are challenged, yes. The police come and catches us. Saying, stop this church, stop your 
Bible study. Stop your preaching. Stop your praying. What shall we do? Lord, you are the only one. You are the only one I have. You have died for me, Lord Jesus. Whom shall I go to? Who shall give me hope? Who shall rescue me? Who shall help me? I am dependent on you. You are my creator. You are my God. You are my redeemer. You have saved me. You have sent Jesus Christ to me. I cannot deny you. I will follow after you. I will love you. Doesn't matter what people will do to me. They may kill me. They will put me, they, they might put me in the den of lions. I am not worried. I will come to you, Lord. Because you are my God. Let us be strong like Daniel. Let us be bold. Let us be courageous. And this is what we need today. Let us fight against the evil. Let us fight against corruption. The bad things that are going going on in this world today. And let us be loving to God. Pleasing to Him. Let us live for Him. Let us take a stand for Him. In any situation that comes to us. He was thrown into the den of lions. But God sent an angel to shut their mouths. You know, before putting him into the den of lions, the king said, May your God whom you serve continually rescue you. And then, verse 18, Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him. And he could not sleep. This is the life of Daniel. That it has affected the king. King was his friend actually. The king loved him. And that should happen to us. Our life should make a difference in the society. People should love us because we love God. We, we follow after God. I was reading Bob's <laughs> write up on this uh, Bible org. If you very interesting what Bob writes. And as usual, he has some of this humorous lines. He said, during the night, he wanted a pillow. So he found one nice lion and he slept. Thank you, Bob. (laughs) That is his usual stuff. (laughs) Actually, the angels are always there with you. Only thing, we don't sense them. Daniel was quite used to the angels, you know. You see the 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 amount of angels coming to him, angels coming to him, and revelation given to him. God has his angels guarding you all the time. Don't be afraid. God is with you. God's angels are with you. God's spirit is with you. Jesus Christ is in our midst. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Even if you are killed, we go directly to the Lord. As Stephen was stoned, you know what Jesus was doing? He stood. Actually, he sat. He is supposed to sit at the right hand of God. But when Stephen was about to come to him, Jesus was standing in the heavens, waiting for his servant Stephen. To come to him. That is the God we have. 
this is real stuff. It is not a myth like the myths in Hinduism. This has happened. This is real. God shut the mouth of the lions. Are we courageous? Is the spirit of God strengthening us? How do we face our enemies? Let us be strong. Let us not give up. God is with us. And let us see him working for us. He may do mighty things for us. The, the way we cannot understand in some of the things that we can't understand. He is doing. Things are going on. King cast the enemies into the den of lions. Very tragic. They didn't know what they were doing. Probably Daniel's prayer was like this. Forgive them, Lord. They do not know what they are doing. Because they are going to face the consequences. You cannot play with the servant of God who is perfect, trustworthy, who is not corrupt, who is full of God, who has God in his mind, not himself. You cannot accuse such a person or despise or put down such a person. There is consequences to be paid. And that's what the whole families of these 120 leaders, they had to face. And their, their families, their children, their wives. Very sad story. God cannot shut the mouth of the lions for them. There's nothing that deserves their protection. They have sealed their fate. Actually, when the decree was signed, it was their own death sentence, in a way. And that is what it is. We stand for God, and God will take care of our enemies. We pray that they will turn to Him. These are the days when these enemies also are turning to Christ. Let us pray for them, that they will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And then, the God of Daniel became the God, God of Darius. Till that time he didn't know. Darius, King Darius did not know this God personally. Now he has experienced this God personally. He is a convert to this Yahweh God, Jehovah God. A king's life is changed because now he calls this God, God of Daniel. Not just a God, God of Daniel, who does this mighty things. That should be our testament. Our way of life, whatever we do in this world, our ministry, our con commitment to God should make somebody to say, I want to believe in this God. God of John, a God of uh, Patrick, God of Bob, God of Janet, God of Noel. We want to be believers in that God. I don't know the God's name, but I know the person whom he supports. That's how he refers to this God. He doesn't call him any, any name, but he calls him God of Daniel. King passed a decree that in the kingdom people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. The God of Daniel is a living God who endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. 
He has rescued Daniel from the power of lions. This has gone throughout the world. What a testimony. One man's faithfulness has sent the message throughout the world. Probably it has come to India also. Praise the Lord. Because this king's had the dominion even touching Asia. Do people recognize our God through our words and deeds? Let us look into our lives and let us say, Lord, help me be like that. Be faithful to serving you, to be prayerful, to be studying your word, to knowing your word and doing just what your word says and then you will make a difference in the world. Just a little bit about the persecution in India and then I'll close. It started in 1998 onwards. Attacks against Christians. Actually, if you see the western side is the Gujarat. 1998 to 1999, we had a series of uh, churches being burnt in one one part of uh, India. Slowly, it has increased. Graham Staines was killed with Two of his sons, he was burnt alive. They were put into their jeep and the jeep was burnt. Why? He was taking care of the lepers. He was feeding the poor. He was helping the sick. That was his only fault. Then why children? Why you kill your, his two boys? It's meaningless. You can't. You can't ask them, why, why you do this? I had been there after the death time, when the lepers were telling me, why did they kill our brother, Graham Stevens? What fault did he do? He helped us as lepers. Now who is there to help us? That is what persecution is all about. Two uh, massive spate of attacks on Christians in Madhya, that is central India. Then 200 attacks every year from 2000 to 2012, 2012. And it is rising. In the state that I come, come from, it is increasing. You can't even give a track. You can be arrested for that. Things have become very difficult. And this government, which is uh, called the BJP, which is a Hindu uh, ruled government, they are becoming very intolerant with Christians. There, there was more in the Orissa, the eastern part of India, and uh, because of this man who was killed, but not by Christian, but they accused Christians of killing him. And because of that, there was a spate of uh, k- uh, killing and persecution for the Christians there in that area. 50,000 people were dis- displaced in 2008. 250 churches were destroyed. Convert or die. Over 100 Christians were killed. The one pastor was beheaded right in front of his wife. Can you imagine in India, which is a democratic country, free country, and the prime minister has come twice to America asking for help. These are the ones who do this Why do you go to a Christian country and ask for help? That is persecution. They don't want Christ. They don't want the message of the gospel. 
they would rather live in that 333 million or 330 million gods that bob was referring to we call it 33 crores but it is 330 million gods they are supposed to worship snakes and there are monkeys an elephant everything can be a god cow beef is banned in uh, some of the states because it's supposed to be a holy animal for them they would rather have that than christ who died who saved us let's pray what is your commitment what's your problem what are you struggling with compare it with what daniel went through turn it over to god he is there he is the living god who can shut the lion's mouth who rescues who saves who can deliver you commit your life to him say lord i want to be like that i want to be strong i want to be courageous i want to be faithful in everything god will bless you thank you lord for this time together thank you for this church thank you for each and every member we pray for the leadership of god continue to bless this church use them in a mighty way help them to draw many to this church of god it may be a testimony of your love and grace and you'll be glorified and praised in this place that would be an attraction for many to come to this church and to find you find your love find the peace that they need thank you for this time together in jesus name we pray